spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. You know, uh, the news came down. The, the days run all the, together. Is it this week or last week about? It's the, this week. Okay, this, the energy. De- the, yeah. the US, Department uh, of Energy. U.S. Department of Energy says, okay, uh, we think that COVID uh, was released uh, from the lab. Maybe it was an accident. It was. It happened in the Wuhan lab. And, you know, for all these years, right, three years, we're anguishing over, well, how did this become? How did COVID-19 become a worldwide pandemic? And you couldn't ask the question because you were a kook or a lunatic to even suggest that a place that does coronavirus research yeah. also happened to be across the street from a wet market right. that apparently a cat bit a bat or whatever somebody said. Seven million people are dead. Yes. And you know what? We've got to investigate this. And I'm just wondering, what am I supposed to believe now? Is it? Is it? Did it not come from the wet mart? Am I supposed to believe the energy department? Let's shed some light on this. Join us now. Don't forget the FBI. The FBI came out and said it, too. Uh, Brad Garrett, our buddy from ABC News, crime and terrorism analyst, joins us uh, from D.C. Okay, Brad. I mean, what do you, what do you think happened here? Are you, on, are you on with the Energy Department and the FBI that this thing came out of a lab? Well, maybe. Let's just start back with uh, to April of 2020, because that's when the FBI first came out, which, keep in mind, would be shortly after we are, are in the midst of this pandemic. And they said at that point that they thought it was more likely that it was a lab accident. Now, I don't know what that was based on, but they pretty much stuck to that story now for three years. Hmm. The Energy Department. Now, you know, both of you keep in mind the Energy Department is going to look at this through a different lens because they're a bunch of scientists. And they're going to look at the science that may be out there or perhaps studying the COVID that we have. Does it give us some insight as to where it may have come from? I have no idea. But the point being, they have decided in recent days that. Uh, and they're not as quite as it as worked up about it or uh, believable as the FBI is about it. it was a lab leak, but they are saying they think it's more likely that it was a lab leak than not, um, which I suppose, you know, makes the point. And I realize there are a number of scientists think that the that the wet market where you have live animals that supposedly it could have gotten passed from an animal to a human and then the human spread it into Wuhan. And then, you know, people in Wuhan moved all over the world, and then the world's got it. So, I mean, what to believe, I think what logically makes the most sense without having the facts to back it up, it's, I would guess, would be a lab leak. Yeah, the, you know, I mean, you go in to look, our State Department, uh, the CIA, they had all warned that this facility in Wuhan was very lax with their security. They had had several mm. issues. And and let's not forget, people don't talk about, was that the last several bird flu issues had all come from labs. And but it's the way that China hit everything, I think, that even brought more attention to it, Brad. Well, there is no doubt, and that shouldn't surprise any of us, right? I mean, and it makes the investigating what really happened extremely difficult. No access to the lab, no experts to the scientists at the lab, no experts, no no interviewing ability to people who live in or around Wuhan that maybe had a connection to the lab or whatever it might be. I mean, that, that's a big restriction on an investigator. So, you know, does that leave you other techniques? Maybe. My sense is that maybe they've they've got a, a source, 
perhaps, that works in a lab or not. That certainly would be one of my goals. Now, that's easier said than done, obviously. Um, do they have intercepts? Do they have emails? Do they have whatever that would sort of corroborate that this was a lab leak and that the Chinese obviously have done everything they can to keep it under wraps, which, you know, the way they run the government, it's a lot easier to keep it under the wraps there than it did, obviously, than it would be here. Brad Garrett is joining us, uh, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst, and he spent years investigating, you know, some of these theories about where COVID came from. Um, what about the possibility that it was intentionally released by the Chinese? Why would why wouldn't that be a plausible scenario? So think about it this way. Let's just say hypothetically that's what happened. All right. So they would have killed millions of their own people and, and infected hundreds of millions of their own people and wrecked their economy. So it, it, it could have that have happened. Sure. Do I think that they they've not made some good decisions, but that one's like off the charts, stupid. Uh, but then you'd have to say that they care about their own people and they don't. So if they killed right. millions of their own people, they don't care. They I do mean, that. They have three million people locked up at the Uyghurs in, you know, re-education camps. I don't think, you know, Xi's long game is, is, is we're thinking like Westerners that we care about people. They're thinking it's just a number. Hmm. Well, that may well be. But throw that out the window and just look at the economics of it. It really was a big hit for them for this to to grow as extensively as it did. And so, you know, they had to shut down factories for months at a time. And let's face it, they are driven by making money uh, and selling cheap items to us in other parts of the world. And a lot of that got stymied for a long period of time because of COVID. So, I, you know, I've not read any credible source or had conversations with people who who also study this stuff that they believe any of them believe that this was intentional <laughs> again you can't we don't know right because right. we don't have enough information but i think i think the logical conclusion is if you, if you believe it came from the lab that it was a leak. So, you know, Brett, you, we look at this here and we have some questions here about our own involvement and, you know, us giving money to certain groups that went over there and, uh, uh, you know, and uh, help fund some of this as a game of, you know, was, you know, gain of function where they're playing around. I've always thought it occurred naturally, COVID did this, but we played around with it trying to predict potentially where this thing may go. And that's how this thing got out uh, more so than this was a bio weapon well i think that's probably right i mean you could also ask the bigger question of why the chinese were even messing with coronavirus but i suppose that may well be a defense uh, reason that if in fact that they got uh, infected some way uh, with coronavirus that because they've been studying that they might have been able to counter it quickly now that didn't obviously work out well in reference to covid19 but um, and it also opens the window of how many other places like North Korea, like Russia, like uh, Iran, uh, to include China, obviously, are doing research on some really volatile stuff that if it got out, it could cause worldwide implications, just like uh, we just experienced. Right. What about you, you talk about those nations? What if terrorists uh, could procure something 
like a COVID-19 or something far more deadly. Is that ever a possibility? Sure. I mean, I I think it's absolutely a possibility. If it were a a lab, you know, they could negotiate with some disgruntled worker to possibly get whatever substance it might be out of the lab. Um, You know, one of the things about biological stuff is that uh, I think most of the experts in that arena think that using biological weapons, if you're trying to kill a lot of people, is 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 probably the most it's not the most efficient way to go i mean obviously it killed a lot of us yeah yeah but it took a lot of years it took several years to do that yeah so so we'll see but yeah to, to your point absolutely i that's a that's always been a big fear that some extremist group would get their hands on something awful and you know dump it into a big city and watch us all you know yeah get in trouble medically Brad Garrett, ABC News, crime and terrorism analyst. Thanks for the info, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care. So as much as I'm curious, Chad, about where COVID came from, and I always thought it was a lab leak, too. But still, you can't really prove it. Uh, The FBI thinks that's where it is. The U.S. Department of Energy has been pretty strong about that for a while. So we're going to go with that. Yeah, I think here as curious as I am about that. This last 10 minutes was frightening. That is a frightening conversation we just had with Brad Garrett that, yeah, North Korea could have one of these things and. They don't care about their people. No, they don't. They and just that's put this the thing out. Thing. I mean, you know, think about this. Uh, uh, for as bad as a lot of people think the U.S. is, and we're this big, you know, giant colonial uh, dog that stomps around the world, the reality is, is we care far more about life than I think a lot of people realize. These people are willing to kill their own. And I think it got out, and China's whole thought process is, we're not going to go through this alone. We're just going to let people travel. We'll let it spread. Everybody will be in it with us. So if we have to suffer, so does everybody else. I can't argue that point. I think you're probably right. They had no interest in trying to shut stuff down. It was out, and they said, Let's see what happens. And remember, that lab is an open source lab. All these countries are participating. Everybody was, be, was supposed to be able to go online and see all the stuff that was going on. And within hours, once they figured out what it was, it was all shut down and everything disappeared. You always worry about nature coming up with this nasty virus. Yeah. And they did. And then uh, nature found out that maybe other people decided to play with it. There you go. Coming up next, um, we've got some stuff to talk about. Uh, We finally found out the dirty little secret about the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, my goodness. Talk about it next. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, On the morning uh, with the broomhead at about 8.50, I give you the Gatos Big Q. As you do. And then right about now, I I, I tell you how the Q is doing, okay? Go to KTAR.com, take uh, the poll question. Here it is today. Arizona has the fifth highest rate of people quitting their jobs. We talked about it yesterday. Have you quit your job in the last year? Yes, no, I'm ready to quit now. 73% say no. But, you know, you have to look at the other two numbers. 16% 16% say, listen, I'm ready to quit now. And 11% said, yeah, I've quit. And, you know, most likely gotten another job. Some of the callers we talked about, talked to yesterday, because we did this on five spot. Uh, they're like, listen, I wasn't treated well. And I disrespected. I was disrespected. I don't, I don't like this company anymore, this place. So it was funny. We even got a call from someone who quit that day. Yeah. We also had somebody, uh, I got a 60 cents raise in four years. I got $15,000 more to move to another company. And then I got another offer for $10,000 more on top of that after less than a year (laughs) to move somewhere else. Right. 
Right. So, uh, so yeah, Arizona, number five when it comes to the rate of people quitting their jobs. Number five. The big Q at KTAR.com. Did you hear uh, the dirty little secret about the Arizona Cardinals? I heard that there's some oh. issues over there. Um, so why don't we go, wise man, give me a couple of the issues that's going on over there. They finished dead last in the NFL where? So the NFL Players Association took a survey of players. Um, doesn't matter what team. It was Cardinals players, other teams players. About It's basically a report card for each organization and their facilities, their yeah. training staff, how well they treat the players' families. And they graded all these different areas, A through F. The Arizona Cardinals did not do very well. They were rated second to last in the NFL when they took all things into account. Who was the worst? I don't remember. All right, we'll look at so, it. So, so give us like... Uh, oh, it was you... the Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah. They're, that sounds they're right. terrible. They're <laughs> right. First of all, the name's stupid. The whole... Just everything there's... <laughs> their owner. All they won't stuff. even let Jeff Bezos bid on the team. Jeez. That's how stupid that thing is. So uh, give us a little snapshot of, of what this means. Because you were talking about... Yesterday, you and I had a chat. that They like make you pay... For food, right? Yeah. So in one of the articles I was reading, it suggests that they <laughs> charge players for food in the cafeteria when it's not like... Like the regular season, like yeah. if it's not a regularly scheduled meal, they charge you. They take it out of your paycheck. So they're expected to go to the training facilities in the off season. And when someone like a JJ Watt would go there in the last two years, they made him pay for a sandwich. Pretty much. Same thing for their physical therapy and to use the Wait gym, a second. right? To yeah. use the gym. I'm pretty sure it was like a weight room charge whoa, whoa, whoa. or something like that. If they went to train in the weight room, they had to pay like going to a regular gym. You know what this says? I'll tell you exactly what this says. It says that, you know, we all thought Michael Bidwell wasn't going to go down the same road that his father did. Now, remember, his father was not a good owner for the Arizona Cardinals. No. He was a decent man and a very charitable human being. That I want to give Bill Bidwell. But Bill Bidwell had no idea to run a team. No. And the facilities were a joke. And the team was a joke. Uh, It sounds like we're there again. It, it reminds me, I was telling you yesterday, it reminds me of Moneyball, when you watch that movie about the, the Oakland A's, and, and they have to pay for their own sodas <laughs> inside right. there. And So here's the excerpt. It says, if players would like dinner, it will be boxed up for them, but players reported that the team will charge you via payroll deduction. This is apparently the only club that does this in the NFL. Wow. Players also reported that if you work out at the facility after the season is over, the team charges you for every meal oh. eaten at the facility. Again, oh. apparently the only team in the league that does oh. You know what happens? Free agents hear that stuff. Oh, and absolutely. And it's little things like that that make you go, nah. You know what makes players want to go to Arizona State University to play football? The training facilities. Yeah. When they walk in and they see it and they're wowed. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like You know, you know that's part of what, what these players want. But let me give you the other side of it real quick. I know we're running out of time. You're making millions of dollars. You can't pay for your own food. I understand that it's a billion dollar, you know, billions of dollars in the NFL. But if you, you know, the worst player in the team is making millions of dollars, right? Right? Uh, at least five hundred grand, at least, know. right? Yeah. Hey, you well, pay for a sandwich. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, but uh, you got to. I think you average what, like a two and a half, three year lifespan in the NFL, and right. you're, you know, you're you're making the average guy makes about five, six hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that stuff's so I, skewed, and after taxes, yeah. after paying your agent and all the other things, you're not making what a lot of people think. People like you know, these guys aren't all walking around driving Bugattis. So Kyler Murray, who has to rehab his knee, and he's been doing it in Arizona. He's 
paying for well, that? I think they're rehabbing. His... If you got injured on the field, they're probably paying for that. Well, yeah, but if he weight wants rooms, to go get lunch at the cafeteria. But yeah. the weight room, the strength staff, the training room, the training staff, the locker room, all that stuff is you got to pay for it. They if got really good grades on this report card for their staff, for the people involved. Sure. They got the worst grades in the entire NFL for facilities. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm never going to go and do leg day at the Cardinals nope, facility. Nope, that's it. I'm not doing that's that. I was thinking happening. about it, but not today. Me too. Shoulders? Because I never miss leg day. No. When's the last time you did shoulders? Uh, yeah. A couple days ago. Yeah, right. And I got my bands. I got the you bands got the over bands? in the other rooms. Okay. Becky Lynn is staring at us because uh, she knows in about five minutes we're going to interrupt her news and react to the day's top stories. It's holding up the headlines coming up next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. Time for us to hold up the headlines. And with those headlines, here we go. Becky Lynn. Okay, sing along now. I don't sing oh. country music. You don't know this song? No. That's a great song. I don't I don't like country music. Give me another song. Do you know who this is? Uh it's the guy who sings Achy Breaky Heart. No, it's not. It's not. No, this is Kenny Chesney, one of the richest country music singers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Mexico. We're talking about Mexico. <laughs> it's no longer just a top destination for Arizona's to visit. Many are moving there. The Phoenix Mexican consulate used to issue about 600 to 700 visas annually to U.S. citizens who want to live in Mexico. Now it's almost 2,000. There are many factors that they take into consideration. Of course, the, the inflation rate here in, in, in the, the U.S. rents are cheaper in Mexico. Mexico's Consul General in Phoenix, Jorge Mendoza Yesca, says many are moving to places like Mexico City, Nayarit, and Puerto Vallarta. And of course, a lot of people who from Arizona who wants to have a home and pay less taxes in Rocky Point in San Carlos. Rizal Dacetino, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. It's funny, Chad looked at me at the end of that clip. Yeah, Rocky Point. Never been to Rocky Point? Rocky Point's awesome. And for many, many years, I would not go. Because, um, you know, you hear all these stories, and most of it's not true. And if you if you actually go and experience it, you're going to find out that it's a very safe place. Listen, uh, you know where I like to go? New Orleans. You know what's dangerous? New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. I like to go to New York City. You know what's dangerous? Subways. Still get in it. Who am I kidding? I don't take it. I don't go that yeah, way. I take public transportation. Anyway, you know what I mean. But yeah, Rocky Point. I like it. Uh, could I? Could I? If would I like to have a place down there? You darn right, I would. Could you live there full time? No. That's I what I think. Uh, I don't think that's so. The whole point, though. I know. A lot of people are. They're just moving down. Yeah, there. And you know what? Part, like Puerto Vallarta. There's a little bit more to do in like a Puerto Vallarta yes. than a Rocky Point. Mm-hmm. Rocky Point's kind of a sleepy beach town, but it's beautiful. It's got one of the greatest beaches I've ever been to. It's amazing. So the my my uncle and I, we have a company. We have several Americans we work with who live in Mexico City because it is so cheap and it's funny because people are complaining in places like Mexico City. God, there's all these Americans here. Yeah. Which is kind of hilarious. Yeah. But it is really, really cheap comparatively. Uh, you know, the dollar goes such a long way and they're not having to stress. 
Yeah, we're holding up the headlines. You heard it live here on KTAR. We want to make sure we do everything possible to make it a drug-free, contraband-free jail. Maricopa County Sheriff is trying to crack down on people smuggling drugs into his jails, even those who are working there. KTAR's Colton Krolak is live in the news center with more. Sheriff Paul Penzone tells the Mike Broomhead Show his department will purchase more scanners and add additional security officers to screen staff before entering county jails going to be a show of respect towards our employees when they go through this process, but it is a, a strong statement that as an organization, um, we are going to be transparent, we're going to be accountable, and we're going to do everything possible to make the environment safe. The move comes after reports that a Maricopa County Corrections officer attempted to bring drugs to inmates. Penzone says the measure shows the department is willing to do what it takes to gain back public trust. Live in the News Center, Colton Corlett, KTAR News. What else are you supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, it just takes one person to screw everything up, and now you got to check everybody. It's, most of the people that work for the, for the sheriff's department, they're not bringing in all this stuff into the jails. You know what? Maybe one or two are, and you got to find you got to find out who it is. Watch a lot of the shows. I've uh, talked to a lot of uh, guys who are former inmates, and they'll tell you uh, the guards—they're uh, a lifeline, and it's not always their choice to be a lifeline because the, some of these gangs and stuff have people on the outside, and it's it's kind of uh, hey, you're going to help us, right? Right? Yeah. And so and uh, now what really what Penzone is doing is he's protecting those people. Try hey, I can't help because I get I get checked every time I go in. So if you look at it, he's keeping everybody safe by doing this. Yeah. Holding up the headlines. Hope your windshield wipers worked yesterday. They did not. Last night's big storm brought lots of rain into the valley, putting this year ahead for rainfall totals. Sean Benedict with the National Weather Service in Phoenix tells KTAR the Phoenix area averaged just over half an inch of rain last night. There were some higher rainfall amounts just north of the the main Phoenix area, even all the way upwards of 1.26, maybe even all the way up to 1.4 in parts of Cape Creek Carefree. Total rainfall for the year now, 2.06 inches. My uh, my windshield wipers were like, it was like an octopus. <laughs> They'd fallen apart. <laughs> they were just making things worse. <laughs> I got to tell you, when, when I left the station yesterday at 6, we were headed down to the concert, uh, the Eagles concert at downtown Phoenix. Uh, it was pouring. It was pouring, and part of the highway on the way down, the lights either didn't go on or... Uh, it was hard to see what lane you were in. Yeah. And it got yes. really, really dicey there for a few minutes. And you said something. When we pull, I pulled out of here last night, there was somebody driving down the street flying and their lights were lights off were, and you could barely yep. see them. And yep. I thought to myself, and yep. Becky just said that. I'm, You're obviously not listening, you I'm fool. Telling you. <laughs> <laughs> we're holding up the headlines. Okay, we've talked about this over the past few weeks. A TikTok video posted by social media star Olivia Dunn has raised some concerns about artificial intelligence at the university where she's enrolled as a junior. Between attending classes in Baton Rouge and representing LSU in gymnastics competitions, Olivia Dunn has amassed 7 million followers on TikTok. In a video posted over the weekend, she appears to use Cactus AI to write an essay for her. LSU instructor Lori Favela is telling her students, I still want them to write their own papers. I want them to do their own work. But she admits the genie is out of the bottle. I'm looking at ways to 
you know, utilize the technology to help them. LSU warns that students who use AI to cheat on assignments could face discipline. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Could, could. Uh, probably won't. And AI is not even good at detecting other AI. And if you don't know who Olivia Dunn is, uh, she's the kind of uh, star in this day and age where uh, she has to have a security everywhere she goes because uh, guys are crazy for her. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. But I don't know how you stop it. You're not going to. See, that's, that's the what thing. they said. The genie's out of the bottle. Yeah, I don't know how you happen. stop it because I got to tell you, you know, if I, I, I struggled in school, I mean, I was I was not a, a, I was an OK student. But if there was a way to make it easier on me, I would do it. Yeah. And if I can go in because you can ask AI, listen, I need you to write a paper and it's got to be on this and make sure it's a C plus. You don't have to write an A paper. Yeah. They'll write you a C plus paper. Yeah, they've got it. We would have to have a uh, chat bot that is called Duh, right. Chat Bot. <laughs> Homer, <laughs> call it Homer. <laughs> I just don't know how you stop it. And you know what? It, kids are not going to learn. They're not going to learn anything. They're just going to go and they're going to print this thing out and send it. All right, every day at three thirty, uh, we interrupt to Becky Lynn's newscast, and we feel like we make it a little bit better. We do. Yeah, we liven it up. We liven it up, right, Becky Lynn? Well, we'll think about it. <laughs> it's brought to you by <laughs> Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed uh, realties, higherprice.com. She doesn't need a, need a line. She Don't was very snarky that. to us right that there. Was and that is right not there. the game we play. Coming up next, uh, if you thought we had a weight problem in America, just you wait. The we'll world's playing up next. Hey, guess what, guys? Tomorrow, you ready for this? Get a little medieval. So uh, we're going to figure out how you guys win the family uh, four-pack of tickets. Uh, and you can take any family. It doesn't have to be yours. Uh, to the 35th Annual Renaissance Festival. It is a... Uh, it's a <laughs> so you have a chance. You can call in. Although we were talking about jousting. Uh, we're we're going to try to figure out how you win these tickets. Because it's wise not man's just call. The wise they call her three. Wise man found some horses. So it's good. This is going to be good. It's good. Doesn't have to be your family. <laughs> hey, America has a weight problem, but apparently uh, it's not only in America. Yeah, that's uh, in the coming years, half the planet's going to be obese, says doctors. You know, it's interesting. When I lived in uh, Europe, they'd always say, you know, you guys got all that food over there. So, so you're all so fat, you yanks. And I noticed that it was, uh, you know, hey, you guys are getting a little plump over here, too. <laughs> the rest of the world is starting to catch up to us because we've we've exported food. And when my friends would come visit me from Europe, they, w- they would love to go to places where, look at the size of this, man. They just take pictures of the food. I'm sending this to my friends. They're never going to believe how big it is, right? And, you know, like 200 years ago, if you were fat, you're like, man, that guy's doing so good. <laughs> right? Like, that guy is, he is He's well fed. successful. No. Look at the ladies all over him. He's huge. Now... It's like, that guy can't breathe. <laughs> you know, with all this inflation going on, you know what I would like? I'm inflated. <laughs> I would like, uh, you know, the costs are going up. You go out to a restaurant, the costs are up, inflation, yes. all that. How about just give me a little less food? Are we for that or no? Because lower my price, give me a little less of a portion. Because I got to tell you, I feel like when I go to a restaurant, I'm getting, you know, not all the time, but I'm getting a pretty decent portion. I'm like, you know what? I could probably eat half of this and be fine. I've always wanted to have a rest, open up a restaurant and call it portions because I think so much of what we do is we overeat because it's in front of us. Yeah, and that's exactly think, right. I don't want to throw it away. And I know I'm not going to, you know, it's like, would you like to take it home? I'm like, yes, I would like to take this home and throw it away at my house. <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat leftovers? I do, but I forget. 
Okay. You know? I eat the, it in the car ride home. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> That's how hungry I am. <laughs> but we are. like, And we have exported. I've seen it. I mean, you know, you go to some places where 20 years ago, you know, you go to Italy, you might find a, a guy, you know, older guy who's bigger. Hey, hey, hey. Now you find a lot of guys who are much bigger. I'm, gonna, right? I'm just going to tell you, I can't eat just half. I can't eat just half of a portion at a restaurant and take it's the half tough, home. man. It is I can't tough. do it. I know I, I know I probably should, um, but I don't do it. Is I, it I don't, because it's on the plate in front of you? Yeah. Yes. So you yeah. know what you do? Have them box it up first. Oh. You have them box it up first. That's a great idea. I do it all and the time. And I eat the whole thing out of the box? No. You <laughs> <laughs> cut it in half so you don't mess up the other half of it. Yeah, but then I'm just going to put the other half on my plate when I'm done. Do you no, know, I get it. You, I get what you're saying. No, I'm saying. I mean, you do. you do that? I absolutely do it. Really? Yeah. Well, she's so yeah. much better than we are. You are so much better than Maybe we are. I should know. do the news. Horribly, and then you could come do a talk show. I think you should do the whole show. Hey, here's something: if people out there going, we've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> Remember when you were a kid with your mom and dad? Say, there's people in Africa starving. You should eat this food, yeah. right? And I used to be like, why is that my fault, right? I don't like liver. Send it to them. Yeah. But it, it, we are now at a point where we are the the amount of food. You know, and and you you you've you've traveled, you've been to Europe, you walk into places, you're like, God, our places are just, they're just, we are awful. We have so like, well, much what do you stuff. Mean? Like, like, like the amount of food that we have. Like, you can't wander down a street. Uh, when I moved to uh, England, when I first moved over there, they they weren't allowed to have drive-throughs. Hmm. Then there was like, we've got one drive-through McDonald's. People would go look at it like it's weird. You don't have to get out of your car. Yeah, why would you get out of your car? I mean, now we're, we're in America. I'm like, I'm surprised we don't have like, we have DoorDash. You can get any food you want. And I'm waiting for somebody to go, DoorDash, feed them. That's the new thing where they're, where you don't even have to move. We're just going to feed you. <laughs> friend of mine's husband had to work um, in France for about two weeks. Um, this has been, oh my gosh, 15 years ago. And, and he was not a big guy. I will just tell you that he was not. But he came back. He said, "I nearly starved to death." Yeah. Every restaurant they went to, the food was the portions were so small. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's portion size or is it the crap we eat? Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. But portion size is 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 definitely a problem. But you know, some of the crap we eat, but we do, man. We we put so much on the plate. It is so insane. Yeah. It's like. I, I'm often amazed. I mean, you know, it's like, and the other thing is too. It's like when, uh, you go places around the world. It's like they don't come to you. Go, would you like a meal before your meal? <laughs> <laughs> well, what in Spain they give you those little meals here yeah. and there, right? Yeah, you, you, get, like a, yeah. 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 you start I, eating I, at midnight, tapas. right? Because yeah. yeah, what is it again? Tapas. Yeah, and you start eating tapas, at midnight right. too, because yeah. that's what they're always eating. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, I, we don't do that here. We no, give we, you, don't. we give you a pretty big portion. We have made eating serious. But I got to tell you though, during during this inflation period, you know, you you do go to certain places. Well, that piece of meat is smaller. Uh, you know, I always talked about the you know the inflation the glass of wine that I that I keep getting when I go out. Oh yeah, uh, that keeps like, shrinking. It's like yeah. it's like two sips. I mean, Normally, I don't I'm used thing. to the entire piece of meat covering my steak. <laughs> right, exactly. I want the whole thing on my plate and spilling off. Well, we're not the only ones. But America, it's, we're getting caught up to. It's now a global problem. Some other parts of the world can't see their toes either. <laughs> Coming up next, should Arizona pay homeless uh, people a monthly income? Next.